Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. <laughs> I just wanted you to hear my voice with my dental aligners in, but I will <laughs> not be recording the whole podcast because I'm way too self-conscious of my brand new list. <laughs> <laughs> I had wondered about that. I was like, hmm, did we not record earlier because she was a little self-conscious? So that, I thought that was really funny. But I <laughs> no, have had that friends was just before. because I slept through my alarm. But <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> This was like a really stupid time to try to choose, like to try to embark on something that makes it so that I can only like speak normally and eat and drink normally two hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) But at least by the time you do go back to work, it will um, like back to work, like at your office in person, in person, (laughs) you won't have that. um, Hopefully you won't have that lisp that's there and you won't be self-conscious. So yeah, I'm already, it's already a thousand times better than it was two days ago. It was comically it it sounded like I was faking it because I had no idea what to do with my mouth but then I kept thinking about all the people who have mentioned specifically like in comments or on Facebook that one of the reasons that they like our podcast is that both of us have such like pleasant voices and I'm like I've ruined it forever (laughs) thankfully it's not like permanent braces because because I thought it was permanent I was like why did Holly not tell me she was getting permanent braces before Uh, this podcast so she realized that we're an audio medium (laughs) no (laughs) they can be popped right out and I only should need them for like six months Oh, good. But then days like yesterday, I kept kept it out for like probably way too long, just accidentally because I like mm-hmm. I took it out to have breakfast and I was just leisurely drinking my coffee and, you know, it and they ended up being out for like almost two hours just from oh, breakfast. Okay. And I was like, yeah. all of my leisurely <laughs> coffee drinking is going to be ruined. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to switch back to espresso so I can just take it really quickly. Yeah, and get the same energy. I like it. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so that's my update. This is the fun updates that happen when you don't leave your house. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is I got a huge box of candles, like stuff, because I'm going to be making candles in my house. Oh, fun. Oh, fun. I realized that I don't know what one kilogram of anything looks like. Do you have a scale in your house? No. So anytime I look at packages online... I think one kilogram's like a bag of coffee. Like, that's how I always, I don't know why, just a bag of coffee. Is that no, true? No. It's like giant bags. It's oh, like okay. laptop computer screen bags. And so I ordered three kilograms of wax, like wax <laughs> um, pieces, and a huge box comes. I'm like, what did I order from the store? <laughs> You're like, oh, and no. So I have now enough wax to make probably 500 candles. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's fun. Anyway, should we have our tarot podcast happen, maybe? I'm pulling card of the day, as so says the outline. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Our card of the day is seven of pentacles. So we're just doing our work per usual, as normal. Yep, exactly. Yep, as per usual. Okay, so our first question of the day is from Joe. Should we give a content warning about Uh, this question? Yes, we'll give a content warning about this question from Joe. 
Content warning, uh, HIV, and family stuff. So after a very difficult youth with divorced parents and a lot of addiction problems in the family, my mom got diagnosed with HIV at the end of last year. She is currently in a psychiatric hospital in order to get treatment for her alcoholism and get a grasp on her HIV status. But in all of the past couple of months, she has never reached out to me or my siblings in order to work on our relationship. If it weren't for my grandmom, who is her mother figure, who is Joe's mother figure, she would have died before Christmas without any of us knowing. Now, my main thing here is I have no clue how to deal with the fact that she does not seem to want me there or my siblings. I would like to know what Tara has to say for the different paths I am contemplating on taking. Cut her out of my life forever and work on healing and mourning my mom before she's actually gone. Or do I try and mend whatever there is left and be the good daughter? I'm constantly torn between my anger and my sadness, and neither seems to give me any proper insight on how to move forward. Joe, I'm so sorry. Family stuff is so hard. Yeah, totally. So I think that the questions laid out are Very pretty specific, yeah. well organized. We- and then we can add a... like. Sort of how to begin process. the healing process right. component right. of it. No matter, either because way, either that way, if you, you, yeah, either way, you need yes. to heal because keeping somebody in your life that doesn't really necessarily want you to be in their life is also yes. really yes. painful. <laughs> okay, so just a reminder: their first question is, "Does Joe cut her mom out of her life forever and mourning her before she's actually gone?" Okay, so that's the kind of the first one. Does Joe kind of wants to need to cut her mom out of her life and just go on with mourning. I think, I think that leaving the mourning part out for the first question would make the answer okay. more clear. So I feel like maybe doing cut her out of my life or stick around. And then depending on which seems more strong, do the, how to move forward with like dealing okay. with those okay. feelings. Awesome. So yeah, let's each pull two, pull two a cards. card, pull two uh, cards. Look, I'm showing my already. hand. <laughs> each She's going off card. script, everybody. I'm going to try okay. really hard to stick with just one. Okay. It's more fun to read our cards in conjunction with each other. If we each only have one to keep That's track true. of. That's true. Then a whole like four between the both of us. <laughs> I got the and emperor. I got the six of pentacles, which are kind of related. Because I... Yeah. S- Sort of yeah, very much like boundary based, very like six of pentacles with it. There, like <clears throat> I think we drew this last week where there's that exchange happening and there's maybe an imbalance of that exchange and with the emperor putting yeah. that back into balance. Yeah. Yeah. Or that even the emperor being like the one who's, who's supposed to be establishing mm-hmm. the boundaries being Joe rather than like, because it's sort of like a personal strength, mm-hmm. personal boundary setting, personal rules, etc. Okay, let's do the uh, try to mend whatever there is and Mending. then kind of move forward from there. The Emperor and the Six of Pentacles, though. Oh, and I just pulled the motherfucking Six of Pentacles. And I got the Empress. To mend whatever That's there really... is left. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what the one thing I was thinking about the, of the Six of Pentacles is that there are givers and takers. And with the yeah. Six of Pentacles and the Emperor, like, what would you have to give up? Like, what's what are you giving up in that relationship? And what is your mother taking in that? Yeah. And then with the Six yeah. of Pentacles and the yeah. Empress, like, 
that there's that there's a difference giving up and taking in that relationship if that makes any sense well and also there's like i think you're 100 percent right and also the emperor and the empress are not just like gender differences in the same character they have different personalities as well and so paired with a card that's about kind of like giving and receiving it's sort of like is it like the six of pentacles with the empress feels more like giving Mm -hmm. of yourself and the six of pentacles paired with the emperor feels more like with like loss like kind of what you were saying like sort of withholding based on and also with both of them the emperor feels more like strict with the rules like these are the boundaries that have been established and the mother has crossed these boundaries therefore i'm going to move on because it's right and because these are the rules the empress to me much more feels like okay the rules are meant to be broken in some instances so it's still kind of to me saying it's up to it's up to you but these are the two like what these are the two paths you'll be going down either you'll be sticking by the rules or you'll be allowing certain things i guess that's kind of the different in feeling to me well yeah and i think like if the empress is the mother sort of archetype in some ways it's like like the the empress feels more like i this is just repeating something okay. i already said this is what happens when i miss an alarm <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's even going on in my brain um but no i feel like the empress is more like like trying to be a tiny bit more go with mm-hmm. the flow because the empress is trying to make sure that people are getting what they need out of whatever the experience right. is and the emperor you're right is way more like these are the rules and you broke them and so never mind and that's why it's so interesting that both got paired with the right i know like that is so wild and also because the emperor and the empress are both so strong yes. it's not like one is like less right. capable than the other they're just really different i can see why joe would be going through all of this <laughs> right fusion. Because even this is kind Excuse of like, me? it's just sort of about whether or not you want to stick right. to your guns or if you want to be more flexible right. and nurturing. So maybe we should come up with just ways to move forward that doesn't necessarily address one or the other. Because maybe the thing is that right now, both are equally good of right. options because it's it hasn't been that much mm-hmm. time. It's like, been since Christmas, yeah. I mean, obviously... If you're in it, it feels like an infinity, but it's been five months and she, and the, and Joe's mom is like going through like a lot of transitions mm-hmm. at once. So maybe things aren't settled enough to have like a truly distinct, this is the right, right. thing to do. Yeah. And in neither of them are bad options. I do want to say that because sometimes the emperor yeah. comes across too like patriarchal and that's not what's coming through here for me. It's not like a patriarchal sort of thing. It's boundaries, rules, etc. So yeah, I wanted to make that yeah. clarification. That's a really good clarification. Just like we're not judging people who want to stick. Oh yeah, not rules. at all. Because those boundaries <laughs> were there for a reason for your own protection. And your mother has crossed those boundaries as a figure. So that's okay to kind of want to keep and maintain those boundaries so yeah so yeah let's just let's each pull a card for how to move forward period not like if or you know what i mean i'm pulling two you get miss twofer (laughs) well i pulled the sun initially and i was like i feel like that could use a little bit of clarification because this question has so many like emotional ramifications just being like be optimistic (laughs) seems like a huge minimization (laughs) of what's going on so then i also pulled the hierophant i pulled the five of wands so kind of expect this to be difficult and a clusterfuck for a little while 
Like, just sort of expect that yeah. as you keep walking forward. It's going to be confusing. It's going to be that bit of a, you know, everyone's trying to set up the tent and no one can set up it properly, you know? So... You know what I was just thinking of also, if she's also trying to get a handle, if Joe's mom is also trying to get a handle on her alcoholism, there's like, I mean, Joe, I don't know if this is just the Joe I'm thinking of, but this Joe's not in the United right. States. The Joe that I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. It could be a different Joe. So I don't know if people do as many 12-step programs outside of the U.S. because that sort of like give to God, give up, you know, control oh, to God yeah, thing yeah, yeah. seems like very specifically yes. American. Yeah. <laughs> And it's very, like, religiously tainted, the 12-step program. Yeah. And I think I'm not even going to suggest a synonym for tainted because I think you're exactly right. I think that that's, like, one of the problems with a lot of 12-step programs is that then if you're not somebody who believes in a higher Mm -hmm. power, you're like, well, this doesn't apply to me. But anyway, but if it is something where there is a component of, you know, any of those sorts of 12 step things. I think even the ones that have been adapted to be a religious mm-hmm. still have a component of like having a mentor or sponsor, or, you know, if you're in a like inpatient treatment facility, likely psychiatrist that you're working with on a regular basis. So I almost feel like there's a component of like, there is conflict, expect conflict moving forward, but a higher font character of like the psychiatrist who's leading her through sobriety that person could at some point make you get in touch with each other as part of the sobriety process like where you have to come to terms with stuff and reach out to people that you've heard so definitely like a mediator is possible like that could like help in the situation and get you kind of communicating exactly and that's where the hope comes into play that's where the sun Mm -hmm. stuff comes into play so there's like both conflict but also some optimism that there could be some mediation that would help you kind of get through this and also figure out if the emperor or the empress energy paired with that six of pentacles is something that you want to explore definitely like that could give you more clarification about which option is better rather than forcing your hand right now like kind of looking forward for some sort of mediation and just anticipating that you're going to be feeling a lot of conflict in the intermediate and that's okay it's it's not a bad thing to feel and that's okay at all yeah exactly and that's the funny thing about that five of pentacles is that it is conflict but it's like like it's not right. a swords like nobody's it's harmful. not like, like intentionally something harmful. where there's a lot of <laughs> yeah yeah it's just people being fucking idiots and not communicating and yeah. like you know whatever yeah. which is not to say that joe's no, a fucking no, no. idiot but i think that like the five of the whole five of wands thing is that they're just sort bumbling of like people trying to figure stuff out <laughs> yeah so it's more of like an in-progress conflict of like, ah, am I doing this like right? Like intentional sword like, energy of like cutting each other har- yeah. and being harmful. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe just keep an eye on the horizon and look for chances for mediation where you're not getting into a room with your mom and being like, you know what? You're not giving me enough and go right. over. Or, you know, you just kind of taking that onto your own self for your own decision making. Like giving the chance for some mediation might really help yeah. with that. Good yes, luck, we love Joe. you, Joe. Good luck. This uh, it was really wild yeah. to pull six of pentacles and then like the mom and dad of the deck. <laughs> I know, seriously. Oh my gosh, it's just like, and I really like the interpretation of the emperor being, uh, especially with that being about boundaries and like how much you're willing to give. That's such a cool, yeah. Like look at yeah, the emperor, yeah. Because normally, 
like you wince back you're like <gasps> we we struggle with yeah. him unless we think about him as the dad on the roof and then it's roof as we've discussed yes. before <laughs> yeah all right shall we do our second question Okay, I need to figure out ways to edit this down. But basically, it's from Portia. And Portia says, I have a question for the cards. I'm in healthcare. And an exciting new thing for me is that I've started teaching workshops to train my colleagues in the type Mm -hmm. of work I've done over the past three-ish years. Things are really taking off. She's getting a lot, lot, lot more busy. Um, There's a lot of coordination that has to happen, teaching material, et cetera. Um, she says, I had a younger person in my same field who helped for a bit, but in reality, she was too busy and I'm just not organized enough to effectively ask for help, which is (laughs) something that I relate to very heavily. (laughs) What I really think I need is a no nonsense older lady to whip me into shape. Is that a real thing? I may be confusing reality (laughs) due to binging father Brown during the COVID-19 shutdown. And I just want to manifest my own Mrs. McCarthy. I don't if get Father, this I think reference, Father Brown but I'm is sure a BBC TV show, maybe <clears throat> something like that. Yeah, who apparently who has an elderly lady yeah. who brings in scones <laughs> and whips people into shape, which that sounds great to me. I have been watching garbage, garbage Father television, Brown but maybe I should be switching back into. Yeah, maybe I should do Father Brown. I'm like halfway oh, through season seven of Vanderpump Rules. That's very different. <laughs> Yeah, it's like probably on the other end of the television spectrum from Father Brown. Okay. Anyway, uh, it also makes me feel extremely uncomfortable to have help. I have some weird block around having somebody work for me on so many levels. It's a little bit of imposter syndrome, a little bit of middle class guilt, a little it's hard to trust anyone with this baby and a dash of it's weird if someone sees my contracts and fees, which she attributes to her Scorpio rising. I love it when people do that in their messages to us. It makes me so happy. Because that's how I think about oh. all of my decisions. See, for me, I'm just, I'm just like, oh, yay, Scorpio rising. I have no idea what that means, but I'm glad you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> She says, I'm passionate about the teaching I'm doing, and I think I'll help more people if I get more organized, but I've been stuck where I am for about a year. I've asked through my network, which is how I found the person who did help me briefly, but I'd love it if you guys in the tarot could give me some in- insight to break me out of being stuck around this. I think I need some help even framing the question. I would like to find a person whom working with in parentheses for Ugh, see, that sounds cringy with me uh, would benefit them as well as the work I'm doing in my general and overall, my, my general overwhelm and constant working. Wow. That sentence really got away from me. <laughs> uh, so she wants to find somebody who working, who would get something out of working with her and also would help her with her feelings of being overwhelmed. Okay. So, how to find this person, what to look for in this person. Yeah. Like other than just like, but like some key def- defining, like what to specifically look for other than like someone to whip them into shape, etc. <laughs> other than Mrs. McCarthy. Yeah. And maybe major pops out in that one. We can see that as their um, sign. Ooh, <laughs> that's creative. Okay, so what did you say was the first one you thought that we I should don't do? Now. Where yeah, to look, yeah. maybe? Yeah, how to find them. Should we address the blockages maybe first? What's blocking them from finding this person? Like, what's blocking them? How to find yeah. them? And what attributes to look for? Yeah, yeah. Because I think that she's already kind of put a, like, kind of nailed it with why she's uncomfortable yeah. with it. But maybe if she finds kind of like the right person, it will be. 
right. Weird. You just can't do everything by no. yourself. And it's okay to, like, assume that authority and have people working for you. It's okay. You can have a, like, a, a relationship with someone and they be technically under you, but they but you see them as a co-worker. So. Yeah, totally. I feel like my supervisor does a really good job of yeah. doing that. And my muggle job. Ah, okay, so, yeah, let's do each pull card for blockages first. Oh, I have, I got death. And I got, Is wait, death hold on. Scorpio? And, I think so. <laughs> and I got the ten of wands. Oh. So I think that that's what's, she already knows yeah. it's blocking her. She has too much on her plate and the transition to not have, like to offload some of those wands feels like a huge departure from what she's right. Right. With. Plus Scorpio came up. So yeah, just saying <laughs> she already knows it's okay. a problem. Okay. Let's do where to, where to look. look. Okay. And then maybe traits to look for. I have the wheel of fortune. I got the magician and the four of cups. So I feel like it's somebody that she already knows and she just needs to like kind of allow them to step in and then she can mold mm-hmm. them as because, she wants And Wheel them. of Fortune is this like, I would feel it's this nutty time right now. So maybe like, yeah, maybe right, not, not at this right moment, now. but that there is someone that you don't need to be as hesitant about that you have been hesitant before and just you know, you yeah. can make them into someone that you can help make them into a person who will be helpful to you, that they're willing and that they're yeah. able to take on these responsibilities. Well, it's just going to take a little bit more time and effort. It's not going to like automatically happen. Yeah, totally. And the hesitancy Esther is talking about is coming from the four of cups being kind of like, there's something being, there's somebody who's being offered and you're, yeah, you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Should I take this cup? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think that you already know the person that might be a good Because it's kind of like they've already been offered to you and you've just got to grab the cup, so. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay, and maybe, like, attributes Um, of this person so maybe you can whittle down who we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's a great idea. Attributes. So you're not just like, are you my fourth cup? I know. (laughs) I've gotten all majors so far. What did you get? I got oh, the wow. What is the what is the fool? Um I mean, I think maybe as someone who maybe younger and newer to this job. Well, yeah, so I got the Queen of Pentacles and the Page of Swords, which the I page of swords feel like and it's somebody that you like very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But the addition of the Queen of Pentacles makes me feel like maybe it's somebody who you might think doesn't have the right skill set. Mm. Like it's, it would be new information for them, but they're really good at the organizational yeah. stuff. Like the organizational stuff is something that they already have down pat, but the actual knowledge base that you're working with is something that they're maybe less familiar with, but focusing. So it would be a new sort of like way of moving forward for that person because they don't have any experience with your specific right. field, but their organizational skills are on point. And so like, prioritizing the organizational skills and assuming that you can turn the page of swords into the king of swords or whatever. Like you're kind of walking on the new thought process journey with them, 
but they're already well established in terms of like being able to keep shit together and keep shit organized. So there is kind of a Mrs. McCarthy yeah. element. Like it might not be somebody who knows exactly what you're doing, but it will be somebody who's really good at the organizational yes. stuff because then they can teach you the organizational stuff and you can teach them the like stuff you're teaching stuff. And then you can, they're work very together eager to like jump in and get their hands dirty and learn about it with, and bringing along those yeah, yeah things. Just what you said, those ex- established yeah. skills. I like the, I like the combination of a queen of pentacles with a page of swords. Cause it really is like, this is my strength. Uh-huh. This is not an area of strength, but my area of strength will make up for the lack of strength. Exactly. In this other yeah. area. Oh, that was good. Okay. Good well, luck. Good luck. Good luck, yeah. Portia. Uh, do you want to give a Patreon shout out for our yes. new Patreon Patrice? I'm so excited. Okay, so our <laughs> Patreon shout out is for Patrice this week. So let me draw a card for you. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you have the seven of wands. So keep on defending yourself. Don't let anything through. Wash those hands. Wash those hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Lenormand decks I'm ordering today. Yay. You still can pre-order them either with the Wildly Tarot deck or not. Yes. I got our Wildly Lenormand stamp for our little yay, deck bags yay, yay. yesterday. And it yay. looks beautiful. Also, someone in our Facebook group hand-stitched over the stamps in the so same colors good. as the cards for the Wildly Tarot deck. It looks It looks amazing. so cute. It looks so cute. It's so cute. And I was really thinking like, man, if I had more time, I would want to do that for I all know. of them. It they looks look so, fantastic. so, so good. But it's a one woman show over here when the restocking situation, <laughs> yeah. I cannot be hand stitching anything, but it looks oh, so cool. I was cool. going to say, and this morning I uploaded a reading in Patreon for healers during this time, because I know a lot of us are giving lots of energy to our families and our friends and like. A healing capacity and so yeah. i just wanted to encourage you with that and there's all, someone also asked um about my seven seven shuffling method and that can be seen in that reading so if you're part of patreon you can kind of see that in action on camera so yeah people are very very confused <laughs> i don't understand that. where the confusion is coming from because i feel like i explain it like seven overhand shuffles and then pick the top seven cards off. i think it's because people are like there's no way that she just keeps counting to it seven does, but that is literally what what's happens. happening here i will do i will okay, we'll all be silent and i will do shuffling so wait hold okay. on just really quickly before okay. we move on because i do think that you should shuffle so people can, and leave it all in esther but the uh, wildling who did the adorable hand embroidery is named oh, Holly. Yeah, that's right. I... Holly Johnson. Good job, Holly Johnson. Yes, this is so beautiful. My name twin. Holly's are the best. You nailed it, Holly Johnson. Okay. So are we ready for a moment of silence for the ASMR shuffling? Okay. Okay. That was seven overhands. And now we're going to pull off the top seven cards. Three, four, six, seven. And then I draw the eighth card. I flip over the eighth card that's underneath. And that's where I start. So take off the top seven. Okay. And the next card is where I stop. Start. So if you hear a lot of this overhand shuffling happening, it's because she's not counting to seven on the first try. So if she does it and she only gets to five, she'll do do it again again before she naturally does seven. It's, it's It's a whole thing. It's a whole ritual. 
Yes, exactly. So, but it doesn't, I mean, you don't have no. to do that. That is just that is Esther's just my preference. Thing. If you want to do eight or if you want to be like me and just shuffle, and just let, riffle shuffling, and then literally spread it out and grab one based on just sensing, yeah. that's fine too. <laughs> the seven by seven just... is only endorsed by the Wildly Tarot podcast because that's Esther's personal yes. preference. But we yeah. can do whatever the yeah. hell we want. You can pick 12 if you want. You can pick two. You cannot do anything. It's fine. You can just. You could keep shuffling forever like Esther exactly. would if she didn't have this rule of seven. You could throw them seven. up in the air and whichever one lands in your lap, pick that one. Like, you could do it any way you want to. This is just to keep from me from being neurotically shuffling forever. I'm going to spread mine out on the table and then the first one that gets a chicken to poop on it is yeah. my card. Isn't that like a betting thing that they do in Texas? Like they put a bingo card, oh, like a giant sized bingo thing and then they put chickens. It's like chicken chicken poop a lot, bingo, so I would not I be surprised. <clears throat> Yeah, very frequently. There's a Instagram person that I follow who's like a home decor person, and she has a big ranch, and they have a mobile chicken oh. coop so that they can move the chickens and then just re-erect the fence right. all over the farm to keep sort of the poop. Yeah, because the poop is or like acidic and like destroys grass. Mm -hmm. So speaking of poop and chickens, do you want to talk about our deck of the week? <laughs> That's a great idea. Wow, what a transition. <laughs> Esther's nailing it, and it's totally true. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Sawyer's Nature Portals from Jamie Sawyer, who's our dear friend. She did Sawyer's Lenormand. Sawyer's Lenormand, which we have edited all, or edited. Reviewed. <laughs> reviewed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is going on? Also, um, she says the third installment to the Sawyer's path journey, an Oracle deck featuring the sentient beings. We share this planet with my idea behind this deck was to capture a moment in the creature's time to observe, to watch, to listen, and to learn what could they teach us just by simply being, they don't always have messages for us. They exist in their own experience. We became part of their lives when we make ourselves known, but otherwise they're living life as they are meant to. And we can learn so much through observation and then diving deep with our intuition when things arise. So where to find this deck? It is on it Etsy. Is. And Jamie Sawyer posts a lot of it on her yes. Instagram. And I believe account, it's a limited is... printing that they're not sure if they will reprint it after this one or not. So. Oh. Yes. So if you're interested in this deck, that. probably get it sooner rather than later. I don't know how many decks Jamie has left, but I know that she has said that she's considering just doing the overt, like one printing and then um just taking a break that's yeah. it her instagram is jamie sawyer underscore three three six yes. she's so, amazing. so good we I really do her. love her uh okay so how the deck physically is it is a round yes. deck it is 52 cards uh it features animals amphibians insects birds and marine life and the idea behind it is that you're peering through a portal yes. So all of the edges are sort of this gray, kind of like you're looking through a moment in time. It is the 400 GSM. Yes. So it's really sturdy. Mm -hmm. And the back has like some shininess on it. It's not like metallic, but it it's has like, kind yeah, of like there's a shiny. A, it looks like a slight overlay. It also reminds me very much of, of Enya because of the swirliness and the, the prettiness on the back. It's very like Enya to me. Yeah. Enya yeah. was very significant in my life, so... And the edging or the edges are matte gray. And you know how we feel A about matte. colorful matte yes. edging. It's just And so texturally, pretty. it's really nice too. It's not cutting your hands. It's like, it's very like 
sturdy while shuffling, I guess, because since it is a round deck, it can like tend to round decks can be so hard. So it's nice to have a little grip on the side. And the round deck from Kim Kranz, the uh, Wild Unknown archetype stack, has a much, it's bigger and it has a thicker cardstock and it's almost impossible mm-hmm. to shuffle. So this is like a really good balance of being sturdy, yes. but also still yes. usable. And just, yeah, it's not big at all, <laughs> but the pictures feel big because of the way that's illustrated. Yeah, exactly. And the whole idea is that you're entering this moment in time and so it feels expansive even though the deck is still totally yeah. shuffleable um it also comes in a magnetic closure book style mm-hmm. box which i think is perfect for a round deck it's really easy to get the deck yes. out and the guidebook the guidebook is, is really cool online. basically it has a page with like attributes on the left of what like i'm looking at the horseshoe crab one so it, it says like the horseshoe mm-hmm. crab is females are larger than males it kind of gives you some like actual scientific stuff and then to the right, it um, kind of is like a little, like, antidote from her, Jamie's mother, Gail, and Jamie herself. They both kind of take turns giving their own, like, special meaning of that animal. Yeah. And then the page after yeah. is journaling with them, and there are some, like, introspective questions. And it's really cool. Like, Jamie does, like, the online PDF, like, super well. You can, like, either print it off. So well. Or you can use it in a app like GoodNotes and, like, digital, like, journal it up and stuff. But there is an index on the box itself. So if you're not like digitally inclined, you can look to see what the animals are and then And then just use your intuition. Yeah. Except for with that cicada, which (laughs) Hester and I have had a whole (laughs) offline conversation about the cicada because I always thought cicadas were green. (laughs) I did too. But apparently there are some species that are not in my region that are black. And so they look like giant Yeah. Yeah, I was like, really? I really did not know that this is what a cicada looks like, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so general impressions. How do you feel about this I think this it's deck? one of the better animal decks without being problematic. Because I think there are a lot of animal decks oh, that yeah. go into indigenous practices realms where it's not like yeah. ours to kind of have that sort of like we don't use the term spirit animal because that is an indigenous like concept. And so like when you have like decks like the spirit animal or whatever oracle deck, to me that's kind of problematic. This does not do that. This removes that well, yeah. completely. And even in the text of the actual guidebook, it seems way more kind of about like her own experiences right. with it. So it doesn't like kind of delve into Yeah, that and sort it personalizes your experiences with the animal as well. And the questions are really, really good at drawing these animals. Like, what do you feel from this animal when you've drawn it? Like, what, what experiences yeah. have, can you draw from your past as well as like, what do you know and what can, like, how can you, this archetype help you through the week or whatever? So. The other thing that I really like is that it's not just like big majestic oh, no, animals. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's just like there is a bear, of course. There is a rabbit and a raccoon. There's a fucking oh, no. turkey. There is a Who rabbit. Who picks a turkey for their deck? Jamie. That's it. Like I, I know. love turkeys. Jamie's a genius because that's <laughs> so, so funny. There, I have a whole set of cards that are not my favorite cards, but that I still wanted to talk about because I love them yes, so much. Yes, yes, yes. Mostly the lesser panda, because I will never stop laughing at the idea of a red panda being called a lesser panda and how mean that is. It's really (laughs) funny. It's really funny. It's a Korean naming convention. I don't understand why it's called lesser pandas. Like, you're not any worse than it. What? Maybe it's just small. I don't know. I don't understand it. So I'm like, okay. 
Lesser panda seems like way more of a sick it burn does, than just calling like it a insult. red panda. Yeah, just call it a red panda. It's very <laughs> insulting. A lesser panda? What? And then the poor lesser pandas just wander around being like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm trying so hard to panda. Why am I not yeah, as good at this? I know. It just makes you laugh. Pandas. But yeah, the the card selections are really, really, really mm-hmm. fun. And also using a round deck is yeah. really fun. I think that the idea that you're sort of peering through a window into the world is super effective with these cards. Mm-hmm. I know that that was Jamie's like goal, but I also think that it's been achieved, yes. which is And there's cool. like implied movement in the artwork. It's not just like a stale, stagnant animal. There's like implied movements all over the place. So I like that. Yeah. Not the lesser panda. The lesser a panda's a sleep master. Yeah. He's a napping. <laughs> the types of readings that I've used this for have mostly just been like single card energy mm-hmm. readings. Yeah, I'll usually draw one for like what sort of archetype to work with through the week. I, I think I mentioned on Instagram that I drew the horse card one time. Like the only word that came to me for horse was the Creed word mal. So I kept trying to look up mal, like M-A-L oh, yeah, in, the, in book. the book. And I was like, why can't I find mal? Because it's a real animal and it's in this deck. And then I realized, oh, wait, in English, it's called a horse. I should look for horse. <laughs> so, so yeah. That would probably <laughs> be a good help. idea. So, like, for the horse, it was, like, determination and um, just, you know, doing well with your work and that sort of thing. That was kind of, like, what I got from that week. So, it's just kind of, you know, yeah. you putting your own meaning of what you have and then also kind of seeing the attributes and kind of marrying them together. Yeah, but I, I've never used it for, like, a big reading with more than mm-hmm. one card. I usually only just yeah. do one. Uh, let's talk about favorite cards. How I many think do we you have a lot of overlap. With? Okay, it's 52 I cards. 12. Oh, my god, That was easily 14. Like, I could have, I that was me being, like, choosy 14. And then <laughs> I was like, okay, Esther, you cannot go on your podcast and to go through 14 different cards in no, the segment. We, don't we don't have, have the, the time. time for that. <laughs> Even if you're drinking coffee, you can't talk that fast. So I have whittled it down to eight, which is a not bad. Okay. Four. For me. No, that's not bad at all. I want to see if we have any overlap. Okay, so first is Seahorse. And I mostly because of the colors are these beautiful oh, blues so and greens pretty. and then the stark contrast of the brown and yellow seahorse is just beautiful. Yeah, I you I mean any underwater card is just going to be so yes. wonderful because of all of the movement that the mm-hmm. water has. So if it's well done, so, it's just it's so, just well so done. striking. Okay, I'm gonna okay the snake. I feel like she made this card specifically mm-hmm. for me, even though that's probably not the case. It's a snake in the grass, and I just love this like black cool <laughs> snake. I was like, yes. Despite that being an idiom for somebody being a sneaky, sneaky asshole, <laughs> a snake in the grass <laughs> in the card is just like. A more, more peaceful. peaceful. It's a garden snake. He's supposed to <laughs> yeah, be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I love the otters. The otters are so cute. And there's two I of know, them. me too. And they're so cute. Okay, next is the skunk. And it's like this, the cutest little I skunk I love face. the skunk. So, skunk face is so cute. It's so small and little, baby. But I just love skunks. And it's like surrounded by flowers. It's, it's like the Bambi so skunk to me. Very much like the Bambi skunk. Yeah, flower. And then so there's the moon. So it's like not even a like a daytime skunk. It's a nighttime skunk. She's yeah. cute. Okay, I will do the horseshoe crab. And the reason why I looked it up tell me, is why there's space. Yeah, tell me why you okay, like Okay, I like the one. space. Okay, so look at the space. Oh, And it's yeah. because the horseshoe crab can detect bacteria from space. 
And huh. I was like, why is there space? Like, does, like, stepping on a horseshoe crab, like, give you some sort of, like, LSD sort of, like, trip or something? Like, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, this is not the thing, like, one that kills you, right? Yeah, it's not like a lion, like a rock lion, like, fishy thing. Well, I forget what they're called. But I was just like, does it give you, like, some sort of, like, trip, like, drugs? I love that. That is but hilarious. But it has to do with bacteria. That's a good guess, I know. Though. I was like, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, so now the last ones are the mischievous creatures. They're my favorites. Okay. You <laughs> The raccoon is what like when we saw the raccoon mock up, we're like, we're yes, getting, we're this, getting deck. this deck. So I'll start with the <laughs> raccoon then, because the raccoon is about to eat the garbage with the light on. And these are like very much raccoon yes, like the mess the mischievousness of him like still going for the garbage. He's still going for it, even though the light's on him. Yeah, raccoons don't care. I love them so much. I know that they can like seriously. Yeah, they can give you like give you rabies and stuff. stuff, But they're hilarious to me. (laughs) I also like the squirrel because the squirrel is like actively taking nuts from the bird seed thing, and I love that so much because like it's not just a squirrel on a branch. It's like the squirrel and it's like what a squirrel would be squirreling. That's what he's doing. Yeah, it's a squirrel (laughs) squirrel. And my last favorite card is possums because I fucking love possums. And there's, they make me laugh so much. Like the fact that if you're driving down the road and you like see one crossing the road and like you shine the lights on it, it freezes and plays dead is hysterical to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's one in our neighborhood that seriously is like 20 pounds. It is the biggest goddamn possum I've ever seen. And one time it was just wandering around. I mean, it must. So the thing about possums is that they're nocturnal, but if you see them during the day, people used to always say, oh, they're rabid if they're around during the day. But that's actually usually a mother that's like scavenging for mm-hmm. its baby. And anyway, this was just the biggest fucking possum in the whole world. I thought it was a cat. We were walking the dog. It was like twilight. And I was like, that cat is giant. And then Nathan was like, that is not a cat. And it was just it was big for oh a my cat. gosh oh i also love that you can like peer into the woods at night and see like the possum eyes like you can like see the reflection of them <laughs> they just crack me up i just love possums and juniper fox <laughs> is a instagram like person who has foxes and possums and stuff and you should follow them because i'm obsessed with their possum so yeah so i didn't realize that you had yeah. one i don't follow them but i sometimes will scroll for hours so they hours have a possum and she's adorable so oh, those are so all cute. my cards, all eight of them. Uh, okay, so we actually only had one oh. overlapping. Yeah. Besides the the uh, the otter is one that I wanted to talk about. The red panda was one I wanted to talk about. The raccoon. And then the other two that I wanted to talk about were bats. Oh, yes. Because I fucking love bats. Bats are the best. And the fireflies, because I had never like fireflies don't exist where Mm -hmm. I live. And I have such a strong memory of visiting my friends, Meg and Sophie. And Meg was the one who was supposed to have her bachelorette next weekend, but it's been canceled. They moved to Nashville when we were kids, Mm -hmm. like middle school. And I remember visiting and sitting on the back porch for dinner. I I was staying for like a couple days. The first night we were sitting on the back porch for dinner. And I was like, what are those lights? (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, I know. Isn't it crazy? Those are fireflies. Oh, my gosh. See, I've grown up with them. And I was like, I thought I had literally thought that they didn't, that they weren't a real bug. I thought that they were like a myth. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I like one of the very few memories I have growing up is like from my front yard. There's like a field across the street of like old houses that have been like torn down. So it's like gravel and like 
fieldy stuff. Yeah. And the, every summer there were fieldy <laughs> stuff. And every summer you could see like the fireflies just kind of congregating there through the dusk and the evening and stuff. And it was just so That's cool. So and it's like pretty. August summers that are so hot you have to have the windows open. Like very specific memory. Oh, I yeah. love them. But yeah, I I had thought until I guess how old was I then? Thirteen maybe. I had thought that they were mythological. Like, <laughs> mythological. Yeah. Isn't that that is funny? so funny. I love it. Because they're so mad. It seemed crazy that this like small insect could be lighting yeah. up. Okay. Anyway, my favorites. Uh, I love the skunk too. Mm-hmm. And I have, how many do I have? One, two, three, four. I guess I narrowed it down to six. So the skunk, I love crows. Oh yes. The crow. So the crow cool. is one of my favorites. It's a crow. It's like sitting on a stone kind of surrounded by other stuff, but there's also crows in the background and like the sun is setting and all of the sort of watercolor, beautiful mm-hmm. sky stuff that's happening in that card is just really, They're really pretty. good. Obviously the goddamn dog. Yes, the do- that's just and cheating. I, is that Jamie's dog? I want to say. I think so. Yeah. Because Jamie does have a No, cause okay. So in her Lenormand deck, she had a basset hound that I know is her dog. Oh, you're right. That basset hound is hers. Jamie, whose dog is this boxer pit mix on the card? Let me check dog in in her little thing. Under D for dog. Oh, that's a good idea. D for dog. G, F. D for dog. Dragonfly. Dog. Yes, it's her dog. Yes, Daniel J. Yeah, Yeah, he died at the age of seven, it says. Poor baby. baby. So sweet. But... He's just a really happy looking dog and there's like a rainbow so and a butterfly. And I love pit bulls on yeah. cards. I've been taking so many unnecessary pictures of Mac <laughs> lately. I think she's going to start charging <laughs> me for them because I'm just so happy to be around her. Right now she's curled up. Nathan moved her bed down here because he's working from home right. now too. So he's working in this room that we record in. It's also his office and my office in the laundry room. So he moved her bed in here, and right now she's just curled up on it sleeping. Mm. She's so sweet. Okay, and then I also really like the mouse because it's just really adorable. It's like eating seeds on the ground. It reminds me of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids (laughs) because everything's like super-sized compared to this little tiny mouse. And it's just so cute. And I just think, like, so Jamie originally was a tattoo artist who's kind of, like, expanded into all of these other fields. And in some of her cards, the shading on stuff is so reminiscent of really cool yes. tattoos that it's like, it it's awesome to kind of see that connection. And this card is definitely mm-hmm. one of those to me. I also really love the pig because it's like in dirt. It's covered in dirt. It's in a I little like I put him like, back. Pit. I was so like, I was like, oh, but I love the pig, but he's so cute. He's yeah. just so cute with his really tail. <laughs> So adorable. And then last but not least are the bees, yes. which are on these really beautiful, I, I'm assuming. Dandelions? Uh, no. Dandy, yeah, dandelion yeah. flowers. Like not the not the fluff ball stage, but the little yellow flower yeah. stage. And they're pollinating and they're just adorable. And I love bees. Aww, they're yeah. so great. Which I guess, you know, if you haven't supported the Small Spirits Oracle deck on Kickstarter, you should <laughs> You still have a couple days. It's a lot more stuff kind of like this, um, but even only insects. So there aren't the other animals yeah. too, but so yeah, buy this, this deck and then also it. go support a Kickstarter for a different insects deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how this works, right? Enabling a two for one today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're turning on our super enabling yes. skills. Okay. Relationship with the deck. <laughs> 
I do get so worried about shuffling round ones over here. These like seem the to be ripple su- shuffle. pretty substantial, so I've not had any problems with it yet. So, yeah, me neither. But I just always am like, it's just so different from shuffling rectangular it is cards. Very different. Okay, so I yeah. drew. I think chicks. Let me find chicks. Yes, I drew chicks. So it's like a little quote is our wants are many and our needs are few. And some of the attributes are they hatch in 21 days. The mother hen (laughs) keeps them warm beneath her. Chicks will become tamer the more they're handled. And keywords are potential, newness, bonding, cute. And then there are, there's antidotes to the right that we won't go over, but I like that. It's like, I'm your cute dick. I like that too. Yeah. That's sweet. It's kind of like a yeah, nurturing, nurturing deck. And I got Eagle. Eagle. You want me to read Eagle for you? <laughs> that would be okay. great. <laughs> okay, D, E, Eagle. The view up here is breathtaking, is the quote. Ew. And it says, babies are called eaglets. There are more than <laughs> 60 kinds of eagles. Nests are reused year after year and can grow as large as 13 feet in diameter and weigh over two tons. Yeah. And keywords are soar, great heights, power, boldness, clear-sighted, majestic, commanding, mighty hunter, adaptable. Ooh, That's really powerful. I like that. I like it. And we both got birds. We both got burbs. Oh, yeah. We both did get birds. And we both do we love do. birds. Yes. We have been... <laughs> getting so much awesome bird situations so many awesome bird situations i think that that's like another weird component of being home during the day is that you see your house and yard in such a different like literal Mm -hmm. light but also like sort of it just there's a lot of activity happening here all right so that is the nature's portal oracle deck i love it i think it's great And I'm also just super proud of Jamie because she's a rock I star. love this deck. I use it every week to start my week along with the Sacred Creators Oracle. I always draw a Sacred Creators Oracle and one of these oracles for my week. So otherwise oh, it doesn't cool. feel like my week has started right. So, Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, next week we are going to talk about our very good friend Mantis's new book, Truly yes. Easy Tarot. Yay. Yeah. Which just came out like yesterday. Yeah. I think it was think just yesterday. released yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited. Yeah. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. We haven't done a book in a little while, so. Yeah, Yay. we haven't done a book in a little while. So that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information and also buy our decks at wildlytarot.com. And also tell your friends about us and rate and review us. It helps us grow and we really appreciate it as always. Yes, we do. You can also follow us on Instagram at wildlytarotpodcast. Or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also, as always, a big thanks to at Wild Woman Magic for putting together our show notes for timestamps for our website. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love Yay! you so much. Yay! It's true. Now I have to go put back on my braces. 